Good morning. Our first scripture reading comes from Genesis chapter 2, verses 4, subsection B through 7. Listen for the word of God. In that day, the Lord had made the earth and the heavens. When no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a human from the dust of the ground and breathed into its nostrils the breath of life. And the human being became a living soul. The word of God. Our gospel text this morning comes from Mark chapter 9, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. Now after Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went out and told those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After this, he appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking into the country, and they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were sitting at the table. He rebuked their lack of faith and stubbornness because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And Jesus said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy God, thank you for your word to us. I pray that you would open our ears and our eyes and our hearts and our minds to the message that you have for us today. In the name of Christ, amen. You know, one of the nicknames for Presbyterians is the Frozen Chosen, but I, in this last set here, saw more bopping and toe-tapping than I ever have in this church, and I am loving it. So, right on. We can break that stereotype, right? Today is the first Sunday in the Christian season of Lent. And in the 40 days leading up to Easter, we say that we are getting ready to come close to this mystery that is Easter. Lent is often a season of repentance and reorientation and devotion. And many Christians mark the beginning of this season in a particular way. Many of you did this this past Wednesday here at Fort Street. We come together and we gather together on Ash Wednesday and we receive the sign of the cross in dust on our forehead. 
One Lent, many years ago, I went to an early morning Ash Wednesday service. I got the sign of the cross on my forehead and experienced a wonderful service and then went about the rest of my day. Several hours later, I was grocery shopping and I noticed this woman kind of giving me a side eye in the aisle. And this was later enough in the day that my ashy crush had sort of morphed into more of a smudge, but it was still there on my forehead. And as I went to walk past this woman in the aisle, she leaned over, handed me a tissue, and said, "Hun, you've got dirt on your forehead. And she just looked so embarrassed on my behalf, and I couldn't bear to tell her I meant for it to be there. To be fair, I was in Seattle, and at the time, and maybe it still is, I don't know, but Seattle was the most unchurched city in the United States of America. So the place where the fewest people went to church and you didn't see a lot of ashy foreheads out in public. But she just felt so embarrassed for me. It is a strange tradition and one that I think is important for us to think about to see the beauty behind as we start Lent again. The scripture passage that Chris just read for us a moment ago tells us part of the creation story from Genesis 2 when the Lord God made a human being from the dust of the ground. And there's a beautiful pun in this sentence that we miss out on in the English translation. The word for human and the word for earth actually come from the same Hebrew root. The Adam human being is made from the Adama earth soil. This is where later we come up with the first name Adam, but at this point of the story, it really just means human form coming from the earthy earth soil. And so we're reminded here at the very beginning of the story that there is a deep, deep connection between humanity and the earth. In the next chapter of Genesis, we will read that The first humans are told you are dust, and to dust you shall return. But the dust is actually a kind of deep, dark, rich, soily earth. And in Lent, we remind ourselves of this humble origin that we have come from the earth, that we will one day return to the earth that we have limits, and that we need to stay grounded. Garrett and I have a 15-month-old daughter, Naima, and last year when we were getting ready for her to learn how to walk, we discovered that babies learn to walk best when they are in bare feet. I was sort of surprised by this. I kind of thought maybe shoes will be helpful. They'll offer her some support and give her a flat surface. But actually, the experts say no, babies need to have their full foot on the ground to be as connected to the ground as possible so they can spread their toes out and learn how to balance and develop the muscles that they need so that they can actually learn to walk. So if you've seen our child in this past cold winter walking around in bare feet, it's not because she doesn't have socks and shoes, I promise, but she has been learning this fine art of walking. 
and it has worked. You might see her today running in shoes or bare feet. She has mastered the skill. But being grounded, being connected to the earth is important for all of us. We remember each Lent that we are dust, earth, soil, so that we're humble, so we're aware of our limitations. We remember that God is God and we are not, but also, I think, for another reason. When we remember that we are of the earth, it teaches us that we are connected. We're connected to our friends. We're connected to our enemies. We're connected to people we don't even know. And we are connected to all of creation. We have a couple of amazing scientists in this congregation. Um, I've already seen Nancy and Josie. I know there are others. I am not a scientist, so they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have learned some fascinating things from scientists. Soil has a microbiome. Soil is alive. And through soil, communities of trees and plants are able to communicate with each other. And scientists actually say it looks a lot like the neural pathways in the human brain, and these trees are communicating with each other almost like their own internal internet. And so they're able to do these amazing things, like if insects attack one tree, that tree is able to send this chemical warning signal to other trees in its community. And in response, those trees develop enzymes that protect it from these insects when the insects come over to their tree. Other times, a community of trees, trees would notice and sense when one of their own was struggling, and they would divert nutrients from their own tree to the one that is struggling so that it might survive. It's this amazing reality that happens because of the soil, not just the roots. The roots are absolutely important, but the soil and the fungi that's in the midst of it actually serves as a base for connection and communication between these living things. We are meant to be connected people. We are soil. We are of the earth, and that means that we are also called to be agents of connection. When one of us suffers, we all do. This is why the call to justice is central for us as Christians. Working for justice is not just an optional add-on for a life of faith. It is core to our identity as people of God. And if we truly seek after Jesus Christ, we recognize when siblings are struggling, whether they're our own flesh and blood siblings or people across the globe. And then not only do we recognize that they are suffering, but we do something about it. Theologian James Cone said, sympathy alone doesn't change the structures of injustice. Rather, true justice requires living out our faith through the act of liberation. When we recognize that our siblings are struggling, when we 
see that and we sense that through the soil of our being, we listen to them. We divert some of our own nutrients to them. We join in God's Spirit in the work of liberation. When our feet are planted and grounded in the soil, we can name hardship and injustice that we see. We can mourn with the people of Ukraine and pray for children in makeshift hospital bomb shelters. We can support efforts to get families money and places to live. And with our feet grounded in the soil, we can also call out the injustice that refugees with black and brown skin from other places are not offered the same support and love and guidance. With feet grounded in the soil, we can join protest efforts with teachers being pressured to teach a whitewashed version of history that politicians tell them to teach. With feet grounded in the soil, we can partner with organizations here in our own city that tackle the crisis of affordable housing. It's our earthiness that connects us and that calls us to justice. Ursula Wolf Roca recently said, it can be overwhelming to experience and take in all of the injustices of the moment. But the good news is that they're all connected. So if your little corner of work involves pulling at one of the threads, you are helping to unravel the whole cloth. People of the soil, we are called to do justice. Do you know the difference between dirt and soil. Scientists taught me this as well. Dirt is just soil that's in the wrong place. Think about it. You're out gardening with your hands in the soil and you get it all over you and then you come inside and you get it on the nice couch. All of a sudden that soil becomes what? Dirt. Dirt is just soil in the wrong place place. My ashy forehead on Ash Wednesday was out of place in that Seattle grocery store. It was not recognized. But several years later, I experienced a very different Ash Wednesday. I was in a different part of the country, and I was visiting congregation members in a hospital that day, and it was a Catholic hospital in a pretty religious town, and I saw dozens and dozens of other people with ashy crosses on their forehead that day. And even though I didn't know them, every time we passed in the hall, we'd give each other sort of a knowing look and a smile and a nod, and we felt connected. Are you in places that make you feel like dirt or in places that make you feel like soil? Do you spend time with people that make you feel like dirt or do you spend time with people who remind you of your soil rootedness and your identity as a child of God? Communities of faith are so important. We need people to remind us to spread out our toes in the ground and to remind us to do justice. 
I've loved hearing so much about the history of the organization of Association of Black Judges of Michigan, much of because of what Kiana spoke about, about the importance of faith communities and that source of hope and guidance coming as a means to work for justice together. Where are you planted? In a place that feels like dirt or in a place that feels like soil? We heard today not only part of the story of creation, of being formed from the earth, but also part of the story of Easter, of Jesus appearing to Mary and to the disciples and giving them the command to go out and share the good news. It might seem like kind of a strange reading for the first Sunday of Lent to be focused on Easter, but there's actually something so beautiful, beautiful about holding both the beginning and the end at the same time. This Lent will be following lectionary readings from a brilliant womanist theologian named Wilda Gaffney. And she pairs these two stories together very intentionally and says that they encompass the whole of humanity, from the history of dirt to creation and hope of redemption. So as we journey into Lent together this year, I invite you to remember both that earthy beginning and that hope of resurrection at the end. When we hold those two together, we're able to actually see that we are connected, that there is hope, and that we are called to do justice. Did you notice who Jesus said to share the good news with in that gospel? the whole creation in all the world. Even at the very end, the gospel truth is meant for the whole earth. Fellow earthlings, this Lent, let us stay connected to the soil. Let's spread our toes out and keep our feet grounded so that we might remember our connection We might join each other in the work of justice, and we might never forget resurrection hope. Would you pray with me? God of soil and God of resurrection, be with us as we feel the earth between our toes and our fingers, and we seek to be people who remember who we are. Creatures of your design, who were meant to do justice, to bring hope, and to show your love. It's in the name of Christ we pray. Amen.